We have a special guest here this afternoon who she's going to tell her about, tell us a little about herself. She can, uh, but I'm just introducing her. She's a great, great, one of the best um, consultants, lactation consultants I've ever met. And this is the Empowering You Nurses show. And I'm excited she's here to share some of her expertise with us. I'll let her tell you her name. She is a renowned person who's in the community giving back so much and mothers are excited and dads are excited and the breastfeeding feeding environment, the lactation consultants and all those who have to do with children, mothering and fathering, parenting, they have to consult her for great advice. So let's <laughs> listen to this great person who you will come to love because I've loved her. We worked together sometime already. But at this time, I'll introduce to you one of the greatest um, lactation consultants in America. And she's none other than, listen to her name. Go ahead. So my name's America Trevino. <laughs> and I am currently working at Montefiore Wakefield. I am a registered nurse and I worked um, in labor and delivery in the first part of my um, nursing journey for like maybe 11, 12 years. And then I moved over. Um, I studied and I um, got certified as an international board certified lactation consultant um, in 2003. Um, I studied, I got my... Um, my RN, my education from Lehman College. And so um, I had both of my children in the Bronx, in North Central Bronx Hospital. And that's where I um, grew my nursing career, the first part of my nursing career. And I've been um, in Montefiore Wakefield since 2014 and um, helped them uh, along with my amazing um, team. Um, that you were a part of it also um, we all work together to become designated as a baby friendly hospital so that's a really um, important and um, prestigious designation that we obtained in 2017 and we went through um, the five years later so this year in in September we just went through our redesignation interview <clears throat> That's great. That's great. And that's one of the areas that many hospitals would like to accomplish. And that is really interesting. And I know that you work very hard and you got your nurses and you got everybody on board getting, knowing about baby friendly. So tell me something. If a mother should come to the hospital and she wants to breastfeed her baby, are there any places, any special place where she can be, she can breastfeed her baby anywhere? Tell us a little about, because the public wants to know, you know, because, right. yeah, they would like to know. All right. So we want everyone to know, um, women of childbearing age, right, um, families that are expecting babies, we want them to know that New York City, New York State um, has a law that wherever a mommy and a baby are allowed to be, they can perfectly breastfeed in public and if they feel comfortable they don't have to really cover their babies imagine that you're eating 
and and someone asked you to cover yourself mm-hmm. and cover, you know. Um, so if you feel comfortable, you can breastfeed in public um, without uh, having to cover yourself. So um, we first of all, we want them to know that that wherever they're allowed to be, if her baby's hungry, she should go ahead and feed. Um, there are some moms that will want to breastfeed a little bit more discreetly. So um, uh, they can use a blanket uh, to cover their breast and cover the baby while the baby's feeding. And they can kind of like um, pouch it out a little bit so that they can see their baby while they're breastfeeding. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that information. Because, you know, recently I had an experience where a, a scholar from school had visit, you know, returned home during the holidays. And apparently he had seen a mom with the baby, I'm feeding her baby. And apparently he seemed upset. So I had to do a little education there. So there are many young people out there and older folks too. They don't know because they're like a stigma back in the days. You know, you have to be so covered up. Mm-hmm. Right now, just as you mentioned, that baby can be fed anywhere. Yeah. In the hospital setting, I know that they have rooms that just in case you have mothers like those, they have areas where those are designated, right? For yeah. the for the mothers to feed their baby. So at Montefiore Wakefield, we have a lactation room that is in the carpenter building, room 107. So if a mother felt um like she wanted to pump or she wanted to breastfeed discreetly, she could always ask um, hospital security to um, where the room would be and they would escort her over to that room. And our patients that are in-house, there's a lactation room for those moms whose babies are separated from them that are in the um, special care nursery in the NICU um, so that they can... I, we have three uh, hospital grade breast pumps there and the moms can um, can come visit their babies if they're already discharged and then uh, visit for a little bit and then go uh, pump. We, we facilitate, we give them, for those mothers whose babies are still in the NICU, we'll give them a breast pump kit that they can keep reusing, wash and keep reusing and leave it there with their baby. We want to facilitate um, and uh, assist the mothers so that they can meet their breastfeeding goals and have uh, the best experience possible. So we want to help them as much as we can. Thanks for sharing that. You know, um, America, there was a time I knew when I was growing up, many years ago that is, but uh, we used to hear like, they're saying, mother saying, every every four hours the baby should be fed, or eight times per day baby should be fed. What are the newest research on that? Mm-hmm. Um, we really should be paying attention to the baby's cues. The baby will let a family know when they're starting to get hungry, and I tell my patients they should be feeding by the baby's feeding cues, not by the clock. Um, I tell them um, they should be feeding whenever the baby is sticking out the tongue, like looking for something with the mouth or trying to put the fingers in the mouth, um, starting to like move around in the crib, like, hey, over here, I'm starting to wake up. You know, that's those are all cues. Those are all signs. I'm starting to get hungry. That's the best time 
to put the baby on the breast. If let me plug my battery in my charger. All right. Um, that's the best time to put the baby on the breast when the baby's starting to get hungry. If you wait too long, then the baby will actually get hangry. <laughs> is the way that I explain it. And I don't know about you, when I'm like super starving that I have not had a chance to eat, I get in a bad mood. I want to bite somebody's head off because I'm so, you know, upset, so hungry. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same thing with the babies. They'll start, they'll start yelling. They're like, hey, I've been showing you all these signs and you were not paying attention to me. Like, so now I'm angry. And then you have to com comfort the baby, calm the baby down. It's okay, baby. I'm here with you. You know, um, until the baby calms down, then the baby will want to try to go on the breast again. So, so would you say the last hunger cue is usually the crying out and go behaving that way? Yes, 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 yes. And that's like, that's a late feeding cue. And like yeah. I was saying, by then the baby is um, saying like, ups, exactly. And so then you have to calm the baby down, soothe the baby. Once the baby calms down, then you can get the baby back on track. But I wanted to say something about what you had said before, because I've heard that from um, my brother-in-law. Also, one time we went um, out and he saw a mother breastfeeding and he's like, oh my goodness, look at this woman. Um, she's got her breast out. And so I, I told him what about it, you know? And, he, and he's like, you know, she's exposed and stuff like that. And I said, well, I think that that's your issue. I, it, it has happened that here in the United States, we have moved away from breastfeeding for several hundred years um, or at least in the last hundred years. So we really have not seen that that often. Um, and so um, I have heard that before, what you had said that you had heard. And it is important to have those conversations, right? So that hopefully at some point we'll start to make the natural um, breastfeeding mm -hmm. more of the norm, you know, because if you go to, I've heard it from, from moms from the Caribbean, like if you go to um, Jamaica, women are breastfeeding everywhere. And so the men that are growing up there, you know, just know that that is the norm. So they won't react that way. Um, also, um, my Mexican moms have told me that that's like the norm over there in their country. And so the, the men grow up seeing this as the norm. So they won't react that way. But our um, population think of the breast as a sexual organ. And why is it okay for women to be exposed in the shows and with like something really, really low cut, um, like almost showing everything, but not to breastfeed, that the breasts are intended for feeding the babies once babies come.
you know so it's we have to keep talking about it yes it is important to a lot of education it's a lot and resetting of the mind the mindset because those who have that and held on to it tenaciously will have to start easing up as they're educated but yeah. we know that they're going to be holding on so we have some work to do right yeah. and the men are very important uh in culturally in fathering in supporting or not supporting their wives. Um, so it's so important that everyone in the family um, is educated about why we're encouraging them to give the babies the natural stuff. Why? The reason why um, will hold on, um, will help them to hold on to breastfeeding if that's what they want to do during the hard times. Because, yeah, it's not necessarily like the, it's natural, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing. So it's about supporting and helping the next generation to get healthier. But right. it starts I with love, I love that what you're saying, because I'm going to throw a question to you. Why is it so important then to educate the world, not just the immediate family, but those who are taking care of those aunties and uncles and those helpers and those well-wishers why is it so important to tell them that breastfeeding is important long ago or there was a time which was just some people a selective few would breastfeed they would have actually had um, um formulas why then is it so important breastfeeding tell us please so um the there has been research that shows that some um, babies that have not gotten any breast milk at all, um, that some of those babies tend to have more medical issues, more morbidity and mortality uh, if they're not receiving the natural um, uh, breast milk, like straight either from the breast or pumped out as freshly as possible. Um, more ear infections, more upper respiratory problems, more asthma, more allergies. Um, more obesity, more diabetes. And so um, if the magic pill would be like, if you knew that there was a magic pill that could give your baby a higher IQ and protect the baby against a, a lot of illnesses, would you give your child that? So it's, it's so important, like you were saying, to start to talk to everyone all of the generations about natural is um, more important than the artificial yeah. uh, and what are the possible uh, things that could happen if the baby is not getting the natural stuff um, but we're not shaming anyone because everyone's journey is different yes. and are some moms that can't breastfeed. So the intention is not to shame. The intention is to talk to them, to educate them, to tell them what the possible side effects of not getting breast milk in um, and help them to meet their goals. And sometimes um, supersede their goals, but remembering that it's their goals yeah. and to and so many women in in the United States are here 
uh, alone. Like some of them are here alone, not, not even a partner. Some of them are just themselves and their partner. They don't have that extended family. Not everybody is that lucky that they have that extended family. And sometimes they do have their mothers or grandmothers. And sometimes their mothers or grandmothers did not breastfeed. And they feel like, well, you turned out okay. Their journey it's their journey. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you emphasizing the fact that it's not a shame. It's not a shame. Individuals have different reasons for not um, breastfeeding. However, the goals that each person has differ, right? And what we have the responsibility, and of course, as a licensed um, lactation uh person, you we and I'm a I'm a counselor, you're a you're a certified lactation. Uh, your lactation um, international, so, right? Mm. I mean, international. So mine is certified in lactation. However, we have constantly, so we have the responsibility to um, collaborate our effort and to let the world know. And in our communities, they look at us and we have the responsibility to pay forward to our community. And because we want to have a healthy nation, we want to have a healthy country. And in so doing, as we educate, we pray that individuals learn lessons and implement what being taught that are research that are evidence-based and we can make a big difference mm -hmm. so as we close um i would like you to say something into the world to the mothers and to the caregivers and whoever it is that have to do with anything with babies you know we have babies being born I mean, how many babies per day? We have a lot of babies being born per day. And we have a lot of COVID babies. When I say COVID babies born from during the COVID period, right? Uh, yeah, because people are at home and all of that good stuff. So what would you want to tell us as you as, as you leave, before you leave? Um, I want to say that um, educate yourself there's information out there now that we have the World Wide Web, right? Yes. Um, get information, confirm the information that you get from the internet with your um, providers, have conversations with them, um, find out what their perspective is, um, and educate yourself. And I want you to know that there's help in each of the hospitals in New York City, we really work towards becoming designated as baby-friendly hospitals. So you're gonna have lactation consultants, you're gonna have certified lactation counselors, there's gonna be help for you. Uh, we're all here for you to help you to meet whatever your goal is. Um, so there's help out there for you. Don't think that you're alone. Um, it's not the easiest thing, but, um, you know, even celebrities struggle with making decisions. There's so many decisions to child care um, and feeding. How you're going to feed your baby is one of them. Um, I want you to know that um, that there's help out there for you to help you to meet your goals, to um, have the healthiest baby possible. Thank you. But there's one thing as we as we are about to leave that I want you to sort of just give it, us the public an idea that when the breast is actually engorged and um, in order to express 
just give us a little tidbit on that, the expression of the milk from the breast so that we don't waste any. How about that? All right. So um, in response to your baby going on the breast more frequently, usually their appetite opens up anywhere from day two to day four, your breasts are going to make as much as your baby's taking out. Um, so like I was saying, the baby's appetite opens up anywhere from day three, day four, and your breasts respond to that increase in stimulation by getting heavy and full. If you're breastfeeding only, if you're breastfeeding exclusively, that is going to help you to have less engorgement, less swelling. If you do get engorged, what can help is a combination sometimes. See which one helps more. So try either one of either cold or warm towels, a nice hot shower. While you're in the shower, compress your breast between your hands all the way around in different areas. Massage down or massage back. Um, and then with your fingers on the outer rim of the areola, you put your fingers wide open, you press into your chest wall, you compress back there and you release, press, compress, release. And we got that from a Jane Morton hand expression video, press, compress, release. And sometimes using your hands, they're a little bit more gentle is a better way of expressing the first smoke, which is called colostrum. Um, uh, sometimes even better than the breast pump. So, uh, and the majority of patients through their health insurance, thanks to Michelle Obama um, and the Affordable Health Care Act, um, the majority of the health insurance will cover breast pumps for you. So sometimes before you even come into the hospital, you can have ordered a breast pump through your clinic um, so that you have it just in case you need it. Like if you're having problems with breastfeeding, um, if you need to stimulate the breast just a little bit more, um, we say you can pump uh, if you're separated from your baby also. If everything is going perfectly well, your baby's latching on very nicely, then we say try your best not to use a breast pump early, um, but you always have your hands too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time out, for taking time out to... <laughs> Join the Empowering New Nurses um, show that I'm the host, I'm Miriam Smith, Dr. Miriam Smith. And you can contact me or those who are listening. I know they're excited. They can contact me on Miriam Amanda Smith on YouTube, Podcast Mayor, that's Instagram, Miriam Smith on Apple and Spotify. So it's such a pleasure to have you. And I know you're going to tell others about it. Yes. Um, I wanted to say I gave the example of one celebrity, um, but I wanted to say that um, Beyonce had a really good experience breastfeeding her children, um, as she has uh, it said in interviews, and Serena Williams, just to name a few. Um, all right, Giselle Blondet, I think, also had a really good experience with breastfeeding. So there, there are women out there that are still able to do it there are some that struggle a little bit more than others but get get the help that you need as you need it thank you so much thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us 
vital um, information. So we can have healthier babies, healthier schools, healthier community scholars, of course, and a better world. Thank you so much for taking time out and I appreciate you coming on. Have a great day. Thank you. Good to see you. Likewise. Bye. Good luck to everyone. Good luck. And I know you're going to tell some of the others because they'll be seeing you on YouTube. And I'll be seeing you too. And, all, and your family. And so ask them to subscribe too. I will. Thank you subscribe for this opportunity. And notify. Yes. Thank you for this opportunity, Miriam. It's always good to see you. It's a pleasure. Thank all you. Right. Bye bye. <laughs>